Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Music Talks podcast. I'm your host Bobby Rose. So, if you've been paying attention to the past episodes, you know there's always a theme of um, a research-based uh, approach to the episodes. Uh, we're always delving into different kinds of topics to eventually lead up to an ultimate question or a research question of sorts. But for today, in, in looking at the circumstances that's been happening around us, I felt like. Uh, it's high time for us to have a, uh, a real episode. An episode where we talk about personal stuff. And not a lot of people get to do that, especially in the music scene. So with me, I have the most real people that I could think of uh, to share about their experiences in life. And some of these you may know. One of them is a, a Shopee influencer. Another one is a juggler. And the other one is a Jeep driver. Uh, you can decide who is who based on your own uh, if you're familiar with the podcast you you will know who I'm talking about but um, yeah in all jokes aside ladies and gentlemen today again I have my very good friend Arman Malik the performer hey buddy hey y'all it's good to be back again <laughs> good to have you guys everyone thank you and also, we have uh, another friend. He's a composer, composition student, a composition graduate, rather. Uh, I'm still in the mindset of a student, actually. Composition graduate. And he has been on the podcast before. He has shared about his experiences, uh, but only on the audio form. So this is the first time you'll be seeing his amazing face in video format for those watching on YouTube. So ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Epic Kelly. Hi, everybody. Awesome, and I love that your background with the keyboard. That's so, oh, that's so inviting. Right. Pray tell. <laughs> and last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, I have a uh, yes. There are four people in today's episodes. It is going to be very mind-boggling to a certain point. Uh, but last but not least, we have another performer who is a music student, music graduate, but a music person, I consider him a music person in and of itself because of the things that uh, he does on a day-to-day basis. So he'll share more about his uh, ex- uh, about his life. So ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eli. Hey, what's up everyone? Uh, my name is Eli. What's uh, good, Bobby? How's it going? I'm good, I'm good. Are, are you still in Malaysia or is that a university t-shirt that you're wearing or something? Uh, no, this is just a shirt that I got off of a bundle shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how is everyone? Well, um, so far, so good. Um, of course, we're still stuck in this pandemic. No idea what's going to be happening next. But um, yeah, um, life has been really unexpected lately. So, that's that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the freest one right now, I mean, like the one that feels most liberty is Arman on the other side of Malaysia, right? You guys are just... Oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty good. Like, despite being in phase three, um, I think those liberties that we've been given um, allows us to continuously work. Um, it helps the economy, but uh, everyone's... But all the while that's happening, everyone's getting vaccinated everyone is um 
still able to work at some capacity. So we're quite happy, but we still have to practice our, you know, standard operating procedures. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've, I've still been getting work for some reason. <laughs> and uh, I mean, like you, you think that in a pandemic things would just take a slow, like take a slow pace, but work momentum has just been picking up after, a, after like one or two weeks. So I'm very grateful that um, I could still work despite the pandemic. Things have been, yeah, it's Sarawak has been kind to us in knowing how to handle the uh, the virus and the pandemic. Now, you said for some reason, I, I, I'm very sure, I'm super confident that that reason is because you're good at what you do. So, uh, well, I'm only as good as the team I work with. So I, I mean, I'm just a cog in the machine, you know. <laughs> that's a very humble yeah, but, um, yeah it, 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 that's a very humble way to say it. I'm, I'm so sorry I get, I, I, get it. I have to butt in on this one because Arman um, to be honest like knowing you for a very long time I know we haven't gotten into this yet but knowing knowing Arman for a very long time is this dude knows what he's doing so you know for people to be having a lot of trust in you and what you do um, especially in this moment you know talking about a pandemic it's you're doing a good job, man. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Okay, so talking about our own lives, right? Uh, as I've explained, like, uh, some people that's been listening, tuning into past episodes, they're familiar with uh, Armand's work, and uh, maybe a few of them will be familiar with Epic's work as, uh, in his composition line. But we're not really familiar with your dancing career, Eli. So can you like share about it? Like, how did you start? Where did you start? And and what's the, the relation? Because you were a music student for a time. So you did delve into that. Yep. I mean, not, not only in, in university, but you were a through and through music student. And then you translated that into your dancing. So give us a, can you tell us about that journey? Right. So basically how I ended up with these guys at the end of the day, because um, I started off, I went into UITM, uh, UITM Shalom specifically. Um, it was my first time being in, in the university. So my, my only choice was to take music because the reason why I say it's my only choice is because something that I am familiar with, even though I'm not really into it, but I am familiar with it. So uh, what got me into music in the first place is because I, I find the love in people playing instruments live. You get more feeling from that. I don't know how, how you, like musicians would call it, but for me, I get like a certain feeling every time I hear a certain type of music. It makes me feel like, ah, oh, this is so good. You know, like I want to hear this live again. And, um, and then as I, I started to know you guys uh, in UITM. And then to find and then out you that realize you guys that. Say, you realize that, oh no, these people are bad. Like, music is a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I gotta chime in on that, Eli. I, was I gotta chime in on that. I still remember the first time that uh, like we gathered uh, when during the orientation in uh, yeah. UITM, right? So I remember you get very emotional listening to. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was one Mozam playing, was it Canon? Was it Canon? If I'm not mistaken, it was Canon in D. I, but you were the one who caught the emotion of the song somehow because it was played live, just casually in front of us while we were gathering. 
So I felt, I felt like that actually was kind of uh, like interesting to me because I never had that experience live in my like in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I can agree with you on that because um, a lot of times during the time from, uh, back when we, when we were in UITM and then we had like all the gatherings. Remember that one time after Kasatria, we had to go for that uh, formal event at night. Uh, we were all wearing, like, yeah, at, at MDS. And then we, I was the host. Remember you guys kept on texting me when my phone was in my pocket. Just try to bug me out. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, now everyone remembers. <laughs> right. I just had to point that out for everyone. When that happened, during that, during that specific time. Now, that was like one of the times where, um, aside uh, from what I've told us just now, that was like one of the first times um, she was playing. I, I don't remember who exactly. It was a girl. She was playing the flute. Uh, she was playing it live. There was no music company in the background. It was just her with the flute. But what she was playing really got to me for some reason. And I remember standing aside and I was like, my, my tears started coming down. I was like, oh man, what is going on? You know? And at the end of the day, I was like, okay, then maybe that's a certain connection between music and even I'm not an expert or a professional or anything, I'm pretty much just enjoying the fact that whatever tunes come into it, what, how it makes me feel is what I take into account. And then, you know, that, that rushes into every part of my body, you know, giving me like different types of emotions. It, it depends on the music. Either it's the good vibe or sad music or jazz, funk. It can go about like anything, but it's still, it will still give me like a certain sort of feeling. It makes me feel better when I'm listening to that music in that particular moment. Yeah. Um, but sadly, uh, throughout my whole time in UITM, I only stayed for one semester, as everyone knows. Okay, so as everyone knows, um, all these guys down here know. Um, I was in uh, UITM, but I wasn't there for long. I actually dropped out uh, after one semester because real reason, I really could not keep up with the uh, music education. Like I was pretty slow. I wasn't doing so well. So I you know, took my chances. I dropped out, looked for another university. I ended up in Lemkok Wing and did my diploma in performing art, which was a very unexpected journey because I, I was there for four years. And throughout the whole four years, it felt like more than four years. Now, it wasn't because of how the education was running and everything. No, it was actually what was happening in between those times when, you know, when I'm in class, out of class, what I'm learning, what I'm going through, all the events that I have to be doing and whatnot. And especially growing up, um, learning how to be a host. I started being a host when I was 15. Um, so, you know, it put me into a lot of places. And then I ended up falling into dancing. Now, dancing came about when I was 15. That's a whole long story. Um, it's a typical story. I came from Step Up, who wanted me to dance even more. I ended up dancing even more than I did or even expected at the end of the day. Um, Way more than Jabberwocky, right? Sorry, no, definitely not. No, they are amazing. Those guys are like top notch. But they are actually one of my, um, I would say, inspirations to start dancing. I started off copying yeah. Jabberwocky. And, um, I don't remember. All, there, there was some other group. I just don't remember. But Jabba Walkies was like one of them. I was like addicted because 
they're wearing a mask. Now, this re- somehow this can actually relate to music for me because when, when, when I'm dancing, I will, I will always have a certain type of expression going on. And I believe each and every one of you has seen that on my video. <laughs> now, this expression comes because of how the music makes me feel. Now, I was told by a friend of mine that, you know, when you dance, feel the music, have fun, bring the party. So those are the kind of things I imply when I'm dancing or when I'm listening to music. You know, which is kind of cool. And now I am dancing on the side. Um, I'm not doing it as a career, Bobby. Just letting you know. Um, I wish it could be a career, but you know, in Malaysia, it's really not a big thing. But um, it's something I do to express myself. You know how I feel. I, I'm not really doing it for anything else. I just want to do it for myself because that's how I feel happy. I let it go through that and things like that. Um, and. I'm, I'm just a regular worker. I work uh, 95 every single day as per usual, but obviously during the pandemic, work hours changed. Um, so 4 by 4 and music plays a whole big role in my life as well because going on adventures while hearing good music, uh, I, I believe you guys can relate to me. Like when you drive, you need to have good music, right? So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. So good music when you're driving is super important so that goes in between now that creates a whole different vibe altogether you know when you're driving you have good music you're be you'll be able to be more focused on what you want to do throughout that whole specific time that you're in so yeah that, that that's pretty much my my journey as an early start for now we'll get more into it later that's that's a very that's an awesome story because it shows how um ladies and gentlemen you have to understand the dynamic of uh, our group uh, the two of them, Epin and Arman, they're very technically inclined for music because they're literally writing songs, arranging songs, arranging scores, performing everywhere. And I'm more of the researcher. I'm looking at the sociological, psychological aspect of music. But Eli, it's, um, there was a term that I was using recently, uh, it's musical innocence. And it's pretty much explained by how he, he described it. He has transcendental experiences when it comes to music, that can't be explained. But because actually in the real world, not a lot of people can technically explain music or, or technically explain why they like that music, how it seeps into their soul. But, but he is a prime example of it, which is a reason why we, the four of us, clicks together. So thank you so much for sharing on that one. Now, Arman, what about your side? Okay, well, um, before before I met you four, uh, um, sorry, met you three, uh, coming to UITM, I was, I've already, I was already on a path where um, I wanted to do music ever since I was fifteen. So a lot of factors factored in. Um, I had supportive parents. Uh, my dad wanted something for me that he never got in his youth, so he sort of projected and channeled all of that into me, and um, it all started with practicing. And learning piano at the age of seven i joined my marching my school's marching band when i was 13 the teacher uh, his name is marvin jong and with all that guidance um i was i made my first public performance when i was uh i was like no older than 14 and it was so it was amazing on the path that i was because i was learning all these skills that I wouldn't expect to need till I was out of high school. 
So coming out of um coming out of high school, I really wanted to do music out the gate and I already had some knowledge that got me through most of the diploma modules. So coming to UITM, when I met you guys, it was sort of one by one, you know, I met Bobby first and then Eli and then Apit. So with you guys, you kind of gave me a moral and sort of helped me get know my way around the environment, especially coming from a place like Kuching Sarawak, but where I was really comfortable. So coming into a new area like Shalam with you guys, um, your support and your friendship and the times we had, like it really shaped those experiences really shaped me into what I am. Okay. And then <laughs> so I mean classes were like acing the classes were fun, but I had the most fun when we were like out walking and talking about these experiences and even had going to each other's concerts. I remember starting from my second semester, um, Apit did like, he wrote f- music for an, what was it? An opera? No, it was a, it was a play. Musical. I think it was yeah, a musical. Yeah. 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 That was, that was great. Cause like you were probably like one of the first to just really go out there and you spend like, Count, like numerous sleepless nights working on music and I'd knock on your door Ooh. and you'd just be a total wreck <laughs> oh my god yeah I might was right about me being a wreck but it was worth it no regrets I actually enjoyed every part of the musical uh, that I was assigned for to arrange um, mm. that's great uh, so and from then on you continued working and finding more work as a as a writer, as an arranger and composer. All the while um, we were studying. So after, af- I think after we graduated, I mean, it was such an amazing feeling that we both, that you and me, uh, a bit, we both got one of the highest honors in our diploma program, where we, I think, we got the uh, graduate bike. Like for me, it was the academic aspect, and for you, because of your contributions to society, to the different student societies, you got that based on like how you worked well with other people. So that's one of the traits that I admired about you. Um, with Eli, is definitely his his very like how do I how do I put this? You you have a stronger connection. To, you appreciate music, even if it's just like a simple concept that me and Bobby and Apit would take for granted. You find you find gold in like the Simplicity. I would say yeah you you find dime yeah you find gold in the simple simplest of things. Mm-hmm. Essentially like you can already see the diamond even if it's still coal. Yeah. So and with Bobby, I mean when I when I met him he was like a proper analyst. He was like I mean he still is but he was just like a he was just like a machine in like human form but like i get and i could see that you know we we both were missing something in our lives like a sense of companionship and like like a really someone to really talk to and all that so um we i sort of found that connection with bobby as well and and it's prop and it's a and it's amazing how all four of us still talk to each other 
despite the drastic um, changes and differences in our schedules and our lifestyles. Like, like it's, I mean, we've done this years before the pandemic even separated us. So it's, it's amazing. Um, like, like I, I would always miss those times and always look fondly upon those. I have your photos constantly on my walls when I'm in the United Kingdom, when I'm in England studying. So yeah, it's always, it's always by my bedside when I go to sleep and think about dreading classes. Cause I mean, UITM was pretty easy in, on the music side, I mean, learning, but like when you really go beyond what your, your scope and capacity, it can really take a toll, especially when you're learning music at, I'd say the highest level or beyond what you're, beyond what you're capable of. So coming back to Malaysia, it's probably one of the best things that that's happened, um, happened to me despite the pandemic i was able to get work but working has been the most fun since um taking a gap year from you and a lot of and it's great that bobby's been doing a lot of podcasts as well and has invited me and Apit before to get in on the fun and help build something together so yeah. my greatest um possibly my greatest uh, joy that I've had is being able to help people I've known f- over like several years and to come up with extraordinary um, projects and you know music essentially and this is the kind of experiences that I hope to carry forward and as I grow and mature as a musician in whatever scope that may be whether it's a, as a performer or as a arranger and conductor. I'm an, I gotta be honest with you, man. That was one heck of a story. I mean, it's the truth. Um, to those of you who don't know, the four of us were actually uh, roommates uh, or housemates at one, at one time, back when we were staying in Maranti. Yep. Um, countless nights, we would head out to McDonald's. We would just chill and, you know, just have McD and we'll walk back. And honestly, that's just something that we do almost every other day. Like, we'll wait for each other after class. Now, this is like a very bromance part of our whole friendship that's happening, you know? Yeah. Like, we'll wait for each other. We'll send each other back. And I remember during the days where um, Bobby would trick me into getting on his bike. So he could send me back if I didn't have to wait for the bus. But the worst part about this is that I didn't have a helmet on, you know? Thanks to this dude right here. <laughs> I remember being I, I, I falling for his tricks three times. The last one, I, I can still vividly remember. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll send you to the bus stop. <laughs> Next thing I know, this dude was like on his way back to Maranti. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like going 80 on a... You would think, ladies and gentlemen, you would think after the first time or the second time, you would learn his lesson, but... Nah. No. <laughs> never did. Never did, honestly. But it, he got me home at the most right times ever. <laughs> In regards to that, you know, Bobby was a really good motorcyclist, like especially as it, when it comes to oh. like carrying passengers, i.e. all, and I'm talking about all three of us because not, not at the yes. same time to ride or like, I don't know how, but Bobby just finds a helmet like the first everywhere he goes, like 
I th- I think there are times where you just snatch someone's like a rando's helmet from out of nowhere, and then just as you're done sending me, you send that helmet back. <laughs> like I'm not sure what you've done with those helmets. I mean, you it's just send to find. I promise you, send back. Yeah, okay. It's, okay. It's between us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I like, like, ladies and gentlemen, just in case, like, you might, you might find it will cut. You'll cut to a scene where you see all the helmets back in this room somewhere <laughs> that couldn't be returned, <laughs> and because I was carrying all like, at least I had, I had two saxophones, like to carry in between the, in between. Me, me, myself, and Bobby, and there'd be times we'd be going through tight slits of traffic, and I'd have to switch my positions with the case because it was so damn long. <laughs> and that was on the smaller bike, not even on the bigger one. Before I right my surgery, yeah. yeah. Like, Sonic, right? Yeah, the name Sonic. of the bike. Actually, oh my god, yes. Exactly. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just to, that was a thank you so much for sharing on, on that, Armand. And just to summarize his journey, like where he came from, I'll, I'll just give you a very short story. Because of his uh, Yamaha uh, scholarship, when you pass by, there was like, I don't know, a, a period of a month, I think, when you pass by the main gates of UITM, you will see like his face and receiving the scholarship for just like, and it was sprawled over the main gates of UITM. Yeah, that just summarizes his achievements <laughs> at that young age. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what about you, Epic? Before, uh, you know, like after what Arman said about your development now. So where, where did you come from before UITM? All right. So my story, before I begin, to tell my story, I want to take this chance to firstly uh, thank Bobby Roast uh, for having us all here, which is, I, I find it very, very cool and I'm very honored to be here because the first time around when I was talking to Bobby in, in his podcast uh, program, it was uh, an audio as per mentioned. Uh, so I'm honored to be here today with uh, like some, like a bunch of my favorite people in this world. So thanks to Bobby. Second shout out goes to everybody. Thank you for having me in my life still. And look at us. Oh my God, doing podcasts together. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I want to start with um, just a recap because I'm not sure whether I have, I have like mentioned this in the previous uh, podcast or like anywhere on my social um, media or whatever but as it when it comes to music i i knew since i was a kid since i was a kid that um as young as i was in kindergarten when i was in kindergarten i knew that i liked music so much because i like it started out uh, with just me singing song in my family right um but then my real uh, adventure began in high school. So that's when I first started uh, taking uh, music in a different kind of setting where I joined a marching band. I believe Arman and I are quite similar in terms of that, where we began. Uh, well, but I, I believe Arman is uh, much, much more experienced than me because of uh, all the experiences that he has uh, gathered over the years. 
but I started in the marching band first when I was 13 and then uh, throughout five years that's when I picked up saxophone um, saxophone to play and I changed uh, my main route of um, so-called ambition or whatever goals that I might have had before music was I wanted to be a doctor first so I've always wanted to be a doctor so music was kind of a side thing until I was in uh, high school and 17 I changed my mind because I felt like okay I could do this why not so I met uh, my music teacher who's very dearly to me who plays an important role in this uh, decision changing who introduced me to uh, such it's a vast it's a vast world where uh, I mean music is an art form yes but music works differently like there's so much sub uh category category of music you know like you, you might just like listening to music uh on daily basis through radio which uh like common public would do but the way we, you with when you start to become music scholar yourself it 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 changes your perspective you kind of have to expose yourself more into what music really is so my journey in university, university, which was UITM, when I met these guys, uh, was rather uh, miraculous because I believe it's a it's a destiny uh, like set by God. Because I mean, we, I'm not sure about you guys, but I don't know how it happened. When we met during the orientation uh, week, we somehow clicked, and then ended up uh, moving into the same. Uh, uh, let's call it house because I feel like Maranti, which was our first college at that time, a hostel college. Uh, it's a house, it's like a, a flat, small flat. And then we gathered all of us and I find it very, uh, me being me, of course, it was, uh, it took time for me to expose myself to you guys. Uh, but eventually, I thank you guys so much for embracing me. Like, um, so, like what I, Arman reminded me of just now, it, I was actually moving kind of all around the place with uh, music when it comes to uh, studying, uh, doing a freelance uh, task, whatever. But I enjoyed doing every bit of it. So when it comes to music, I know, I mean, the cliche way to see it is that somehow I cannot deny, you know, like the spark that I have. I'm, I'm not sure how you guys would put it in words, but I would put it in words that the spark in my, my whole being when I listen to music. So, uh, well, at, at this point for now, after listening so uh, like to many tracks and still discovering new music, um, I find myself thinking more and more how music can change people's lives. I guess like in that way. So, uh, moving on to like career-wise or so whatever. As for now, during the pandemic. Uh, 
I'm just grateful that I still have a day job to survive on. Nevertheless, I still do on the side as much as I can uh, during my free time to uh, write my own music, which I have uh, drafted during my study years that I never touched on, like uh, years ago. So uh, it would be cool to know that this podcast is one of the platforms that I'm in uh, and to talk about it, it, it keeps my machine fresh and to just, yeah. yeah. It's actually yeah. awesome when you put it that way because it sounds serendipitous. It sounds like, a, and I always believe this, like a, all roads lead here. So th- this is yeah. actually, yeah, this is actually going to lead to the second question, which I was going to ask you guys. So like, uh, are you, you know, you know, because we we've known each other since two thousand four. It's seven years now since two thousand fourteen. So it's been close to a decade, right? So the the question I was gonna ask you guys uh, is that: Are you better off today? And before you guys answer, I just want to share that I feel like we are all better off today than we were close to a decade ago, despite all the ups and downs, despite the pandemic. Because see, um, let you know, I won't beat around the bush three out of four of us are not doing music professionally. You know? Only one out of four of us are getting paid to do. But yet, with all this um, uh, difficulties, the toughness of the world, uh, you know, brought about by this pandemic, you know, because it's been embedded within us, I feel like we, ha- it's not to say in a bad way, in a negative light, but we have no, no choice nothing else to run to besides the essence of music. But, but what about you guys? Do you guys think that uh, we were better off than we were a decade ago? To put it, uh, let me answer that question in the very simple term first. Like, uh, do I feel like I'm better off uh, than I was uh, back then or like uh, in the past times or whatever in terms of music? Definitely, yes. Uh, but it's important for me to uh, state that everything that I brought or experienced or listened to or influenced by it, I, I don't necessarily disregard them at this point of life. Uh, in fact, I've gotten more in touch with my own self, with my own uh, self who might have liked different, different kind of uh, vibes, uh, different, different kind of music when I was interesting. Because uh, if you guys remember, when we uh, were hanging out, we do share uh, some of our uh, music library that we listen to, right? So we oh, can see from least. that moment how everybody, yeah, everybody was just listening to different, different stuff, but somehow we can connect with each other. So I feel like now, for me personally, I'm, I'm reconnecting to uh, the music that I uh, connect the most, which is uh, currently, of course, it's alternative, uh, but I still don't disregard uh, the other music that I have gotten the chance to uh, learn and was exposed to during my study years, which was uh, more, I would call it the heavier genres because these are very technical and stuff. Uh, and then uh, we have classical jazz. Uh, and then, of course, nowadays, people still, uh, the popular music is uh, still 
venturing into a new sound if you guys are checking it out on TV or radio because it's a transition, you know, like how back then people were changing from. Uh, if it, let, okay, let's take jazz, right? How it, right. Uh, how it moved from... Uh, Arman, you can correct me on this because my ministry on jazz might be rusty. Mm. But well, yeah, I, I remember during one of... <laughs> our class um one of our classes where mr patrick uh casually introduced us to the intro of uh, jazz when it started uh was it in Dix- dixieland where oh, oh, i like that okay yeah right. okay you're gonna chime in go what i'm gonna chime in okay first of all uh i like how you use the word dixieland but You'll, if you remember back then in fusion ensemble class mr patrick doesn't like that word dixieland it's sort of a, oh, okay. it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like a term. taboo word. Yeah, it's a derogatory term yeah. to denote New Orleans jazz. So mm. New Orleans and Chicago jazz, they are more or less the same sound aesthetically and they were developed around the same time. So yeah, jazz, it's sort of like, that's sort of like the melting pot of all the styles that came before it in terms of what the African community in in America has contributed. So you've got blues from the Mississippi Delta, you've got uh, the ragtime music of Scott Joplin, and then you've got the spiritual music of the gospel church and all of that just coming together. And oh, and also the marching band music, you know, that that is a tradition that is like a tradition of uh, New Orleans where you play on not just birthdays and happy celebrations, you also play on funerals and anything unfortunate, everything sort of is music is sort of that um so it's i wouldn't call it a soundscape it's so it's sort of part and parcel of yeah it's the it's new orleans was the melting pot of all those styles and because music was pretty much bread and butter it's pretty much part and parcel of life everyday life in new orleans that it's no surprise that when music becomes too popular in one place somehow the worldly powers that be forces mu- that music and culture to move to another part of the states and slowly and slowly over the years the music changes of course with the times and with technological advances but with jazz you know it's now become a world language it's no longer just it's no longer um america's special gift it's sort of it is a gift to the world if if that um if that helps answer your question so yeah jazz jazz is a heavy subject yeah it, it is <laughs> which you just said it's one of the heavy stuff yeah and you just yeah. summarized it like very amazingly in like two minutes so that's so, right. yeah. yeah so ladies and gentlemen if you are interested uh mr patrick turbrack uh not sure if he's been mentioned before but mr patrick turbrack you can check him out he he performs quite a bit in in kuala lumpur the capital of malaysia and he was, he still is, I think, teaching jazz classes in UITM, you know, University Technology Mara. So you can actually yeah. check him out. So I think you were saying. Yep. So let me summarize. Um, I'm going to take this chance to uh, like summarize my, me answering this question. Despite uh, where I came from with music, Definitely now I can say that, of course, I'm still learning. I believe everybody is still learning. However, my goals and um, target has, has been uh, changed drastically because 
uh, I took it took some time. It took some quite a long time for a person actually to to realize that why in the first place you did did it because uh, I did it uh, with a fresh mindset that I I was a sponge absorbing stuff, you know, absorbing a lot of knowledge and as much as I can, of course, as much as I can to my full capacity. But then uh, as soon as I finished my degree, I was still, uh, by the time I finished my degree, I was already playing in different, different kind of settings where it helped me experience uh, the surrounding and the kind of, um, how I would say environment, if I were to play in, let's say orchestra, let's say bands in, uh, in a duo. So these are the kind of settings in Malaysia, particularly. I'm not talking about international because I believe they have an even larger network, but Malaysia, we are not bad. Uh, a lot of people uh, think that, I mean, a lot of people that I know commonly, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are not uh, exposed to this kind of music, but I was uh, blessed and uh, I'm grateful enough to the fact that I was exposed to. So these kind of experience changed my perspective and I decided that, uh, okay, so of course I know that uh, I can play a saxophone by Arman is the, of course, the seafood here. I gotta, you know, gotta push up, you know, push you up, Arman, of course. But, okay. um, <laughs> Hello, girl. Like, okay. Um, your your technicality is un undoubtedly is one of the most like amazing thing I've seen when I was in UIDM actually. And you helped me grow as a musician as much as I wanna deny it annoyingly, but yeah. It helps. <laughs> it helps. I, I am you. grateful actually. <laughs> Eventually, I realized that if there was no Arman, I don't think I would work uh, as hard when you were not around or whatever. But yeah, oh. uh, but oh, my okay. goals are changing. Uh, for more on that, uh, you guys can okay, That's a very inspiring thing when you say it that way because, yeah, that's. That's one of the best things about the four of us is that we do push each other and, and like encourage one another. We, we actually um, inspire each other to do more and more with, with, with or without. Oh, what, what about Arman or Eli? What, what do you guys think? Well, okay. So on that, like on that thread, I mean, even after, even after we've all left UITM or we're in we're carrying on in some part of our lives we're always keeping tabs on each other asking us um asking each other hey what are you doing now and then we and sometimes some of us would feel bad because there'd be points in our lives where they would be where our productivity or our activity in our lives would be just stagnant so mm -hmm. in a way it's it's not it's not so much of a demotivator as in like because knowing knowing each other for so long they we know that we want good things to happen to each other so for so like i i remember for a time during 2017 2018 i wasn't 
I was still grieving um my dad's my dad's passing and like I just put all my studies on hold you know like just getting gigs every now and then and then I remember at some conversations with Bobby he'd be like oh so you're not doing much now aren't you <laughs> so I'm like yeah but you know I'll get there it's all like younger he, Bobby he's all about he's like he was like I mean with for I mean Bobby obviously like he really meant well when he when he wanted me to get back on the get back on the, the horse of horse so I could get um going with my life again in terms of music whether it's studying or working so you know I've always been um I think even with like the hardships that we face I think having a strong faith in a higher power um especially like for me it'd be God in that he always has a plan even if things go south even if um people tell you otherwise you just trust in the process that you'll get to a better place so if if it's still if yeah if things aren't going the way you'd want other people or the way you think you had wanted it to just you know just wait a little just wait a little longer just wait another second just wait another day but in the in that meantime you just keep working and doing what it is that you like to do and for me that's 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 practice that's keep listening to music and to help others you know like i don't see i don't take jobs as like jobs in music as sort of like a as sort of something you have to do to earn money it's sort of like what can i do to help you know what what how can i be of service to my fellow man so yeah Well, um, I actually agree with Arman. Um, not gonna lie, because you know, at the end of the day, it all it all falls down to where we are now, instead of where we were before. You know, instead of you know, trying to like play around with what's gonna be happening next, just be grateful where we are now. You know, I agree with that. Um, well, I for me, I think you know, relating to the question that Bobby asked. Um, You know, I I didn't really fall into music that easily. For me, I was just listening to music. I was just trying to understand what music actually was, and you know, to find that it was actually a lot more going on underneath what you call music. It's like a whole different story altogether. I managed to experience that, but I didn't manage to ace it. Didn't really matter to me. But what I experienced throughout that whole time, understanding what music was all about, is like it's a whole another story altogether because. For me, again, um, as I mentioned earlier, I started being uh, more into the music scene uh, when I was 15. I was working as a DJ at the Sunway Pyramid Ice Skating Rink. Uh, now, this was during like, I was in school, all good. It was during the long holidays that we had back in November and December, you know, that one, a month and a half holiday. So I was the DJ. Um, I managed to land a job uh, working with uh, music scene production. Uh, one of the companies I'm still working with up till today, part-time uh, host. Now, when I first started working, I didn't really understand, you know, like music. Yeah, just play whatever music you have, you know. That's what I think. That that was kind of thoughts that I had in my head. And then, you know, weeks, no days, weeks went by, and I started to realize that, you know, if you put on better music, people will actually enjoy skating around the ring. Yeah, obviously, you are going in circles. Going in circles, you're doing the same thing over and over again. Obviously, you want something else to change. At least whatever that's traveling into your ear and going back out. 
Now, and then I, I was like, yeah, okay, let's, let's start to find music that people would actually want to hear. Yeah, uh, trending music or music people never heard before, but it's actually a good vibe, that sort of thing. And then, you know, I started playing all those kinds of music and I started to realize that, damn, it actually makes me feel like another sort of way. Now, growing up from that, I didn't really do much in the music scene. Um, I only play like gamelan, like literally I just play gamelan because I grew up having a gamelan set. Um, my, my, my parents always carried around a gamelan set back when they were working in Tungano. So that would be the only thing that I'll be playing. And I would be playing Timang Burong hours and, you know, just playing the same thing over and over again from the opening to the whole music and then to the ending and then doing the same thing over and over again just because I enjoy what I'm hearing. Even though I don't understand what it's all about. Like, to be honest, up until today, I, don't, I still do not understand music. I'm still learning about this whole, mu- like, this whole thing people call music. But music is just not what you listen to. And as I said just now, music, there's a whole list that goes down under the word music. And it's just something that people really don't see. And what goes into it being music is like a big, it's a really, really big thing. People might just waste their time listening to like three, four minutes of music, but don't, don't really understand what goes on behind that. Now, I find the beauty in that because I like to listen to like the details and the music. I, I didn't know why I just did that. <laughs> I did the details in the music. <laughs> so then um, I started, no, this, is, this one is, a, I don't know if it's a bit off topic or not, but um, I started investing in like, you know, good earphones. And that's when I started to understand like, oh, the details that goes into the music is like crazy. And back then I had no idea what BPM is, um, you know, the, the, the 4-4. I had no idea what all those things were. I was just like, damn, this music is, Legit, you know, I want to listen to this all the time. Going into that, years go by, UITM came about. That's why I was like, you know, when I met Arman, Bobby, Apit, um, these guys actually opened up my whole um, music uh, life. Not another part of me that I, I, did, I never thought I would discover. Um, as also, like I said, as, as uh, what Apit mentioned earlier, and also what uh, Arman mentioned and Bobby mentioned, I am not a music student. <laughs> I dance. And that's how I fall into music. And the music that I listen to now, the genres that I listen to now are different than what I used to listen to back then. Now, back then, uh, when I started to know you guys, I was mostly listening to like jazz, you know, I was listening to R&B, I, but Mr. Woodnote. mostly jazz. Mm. Mr. Woodnote. I oh, remember Mr. Woodnote. <laughs> that was like Mr. Woodnote. That was like, that was like the peak of music for me because um, back then I used to do like beatbox quite often. And, you know, some of you guys know that when we had our random music sessions in the, in the, in the studios, I'll yeah. be beatboxing or uh, Bobby will be, you know, playing, playing with the um, Bobby saxophone playing casing. What, and then... Playing whatever's in the room. <laughs> yeah, even, like, even even we, we everything around us as like music, which was kind of cool. It, it, it's something that I always see in a video. Now we all... Pretty much in our lives, I think when we grow up, we will see like all these cool videos of people making music with, with everything that they have around them, which to me was kind of cool. That's how I wanted to learn more about music, even though I didn't really ace it that well as much as um, the, tree, uh, the, the other three. But I was happy enough to know that I learned a lot about music, not just through education, but through uh, my friends that I have known since like almost a decade ago, like seven years ago. 
Um, to compare that to where I am now, definitely I understand music a whole lot better, even though there are some things that I actually forgot. Um, but for me, I, you know, a good music will always be good music. And you know when it's a good music that you can't really find it. Good music for me is like underground music. The songs that you will never hear on the radio. Songs that you will never hear on Spotify or whatever. You really have to dig deeper, way into all of that to get to like a gem that you never thought you would <laughs> actually find out. And uh, most interestingly, um, aside Mr. Woodnote, um, I was introduced to Dave Brubeck by Armand. Oh. My most favorite oh, track that. from this dude. My most favorite track from this dude, I believe everyone should know this by now. Uh, it's called Take Five. Okay. Yep. When Armand hey. played that for me that one time uh, on, on your laptop, I think we were in the library listening to music. I, I don't really remember, but I remember okay. listening to that for the first time. And when he, as soon as he played the saxophone, it was just like, yo, that, that was amazing. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just sorry to cut you. Uh, just, sorry to interject. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the things you should never do. Okay? I know we're music students, but libraries, playing music in there, just don't. Don't follow us. <laughs> but, I yeah. mean, no, but Bobby, the way we... there was a music yeah. room in the library. I mean, there used to be until the yeah, yeah, yeah. piano. But, but for the people listening uh, listening to this like out of context, they'll be like, oh, these guys just like went into the middle of the library. And yeah, just, they're blasting up music <laughs> out in the library. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I ended up listening to Dave Burbeck's Take 5, I was curious to know, was there any other versions of the song in particular? Mm-hmm. So I ended up with uh, Northeast Star Jazz. Um, Arman, I don't know if you've heard of them before or oh, have I, you guys I, heard of I'm them before. Sure but they, made like, they made like a reggae dub um, version of Take 5. And I'm just like, this is how big music can get. You know, You can take the same music, you can turn it into absolutely anything you want. Now, this falls in, onto me as well as being a, a dancer. Like, I could take a, a, a specific kind of music and I can turn that into something that I wanna, I'm trying to tell you guys or I'm trying to express or I'm trying to, like, showcase or whatsoever. But, no, sorry. That's no buts. No, this is, you know, these are the kind of things when, you know, when, when music comes into action, it, like I said earlier, and I'm, I will always, always remind myself this, that music it's not just music, it's everything that goes on around it that makes it music. It's, it's amazing when you put it that way because, you know, out of all the things that we individually pick up since seven years ago, all the way until today, like as we're recording this episode, one common thread that all of us uh, are stating is that compared to last time, now we know what we don't know. Before this, yeah. we, we had a sense of idea of what we know and what we like. And then whatever we don't know, yeah, don't worry about it. But I think one of the biggest, um, one, one of the biggest uh, success that we were talking about now is that at least now we know what we don't know. And we're not just stopping there. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Apit said it's like with his saxophone playing. Okay, that's good. Then you know you, you still have ways away. And then Aman said you, you were stagnant at one point. That's good. That means there was a point that, uh, you know, 
a lot of people face this like you were in a funk and then you had to move out of it and Eli is like you know you're still enjoying the music and then you find that there are all these certain elements so the idea that now we're able to at least more intricately understand the spirit of music I would say that we yeah we're better off that that I would agree because um let, let me add up to that um one, one thing that I find most interesting is um you know how when 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 a certain type of music is played right and you have certain instruments behind those musics now let's say you have the saxophone you have the synthesizer uh things like that you you can pretty much shape the sound however you want it to be shaped and you know when when i fall into context when i say it's like the details that goes into it the 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 type of sound that's been played from that certain instrument tingles with some sort of feeling in your body and it makes everything sounds better. It makes you feel like, oh, I like that sound. And I believe like Arman can relate to this and Apit and Bobby as well because you guys, you know, when, when you guys create your own music and you hit a certain note, you're like, wait a second, let's try that again. Arman, I know you just quite often because I see it on your story. So I believe this is, I know for me, I, I'm, I don't play any sort of instruments anymore, um, especially the government, I haven't touched it for a long time. When, when it, it's just that when you hear that certain sound coming from that certain instrument, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a synthesizer, it has like a bunch, it could have a billion sounds and it can still give you a certain type of experience or a certain type of feeling at the end of the day. So definitely I agree with the spirit of music because I believe that is the spirit, like, you know, transferring that energy to us through music. And not, not in a creepy way, but in the most, subtle trying to understand what music is all about kind of uh-huh. yeah awesome so now that we've all shared like where we've been and you know subsequently like how we're doing today and now that we realize that i don't know we are we are better off than where we are now where do you think you you guys will go in terms of your professional development it, like generally where do you think you guys will go from here not necessarily in the near future because it's, you know, in, in light of the, mm-hmm. of the world right now, it's not an easy thing to decide. But yeah, what are your plans, your thoughts? Um, well, I'd like to be working on an international platform, sort of like on the plane, whether on that sort of level, maybe in the next five years, or it might hap- it could happen sooner. But um, what I know is my, in my work, I have definitely worked up to that level, especially um, working nationally, uh, doing a lot of music and being of service to my state. And uh, we've definitely hit a sort of awareness nationally in Malaysia. So the only way, the only step forward from there is just to go above and beyond and go uh, international. So, So I'll be going back to Birmingham um, later this year to finish my degree. I hope to do my master's. That's my goal. I hope to get that. And then inshallah, God willingly, maybe I could just get a job over in, over in England and find work there. And hopefully something will turn up. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite positive about that. And especially after, after what we've, after having this session with all of you for, it just reinforces my resolve to, go above and beyond and perform extraordinary 
really well in music. I feel like that's the Malaysian dream to just not be in Malaysia. Yeah, what about you guys, uh, Eli and Epi? Well, I guess uh, on my side of the story, I would say I'm, I'm just going to still keep on exploring, you know, no matter how old I get, keep on exploring, keep on trying new things, keep on trying things that I've never tried before, you know, in terms of music and um, exploring and discovering the art scene. You know, it's, it's vast, like uh, like Apit said before, it's, it's very big, there's a lot to it, uh, it's not just the surface, there's a lot of technicality that goes into it, especially when it comes to dancing as well for me. Um, there's a lot for me to learn, even though I learned quite a few things, but there was still much more things I didn't really understand, and I'm still uh, learning that up till today as we speak. So from here on, definitely, you know, um, no matter what it might be, never stop exploring, you know, never stop trying something new, something that you've never tried before and you feel like can benefit you in a very good way, I would suggest to just like go for it. Even for myself, I'm definitely going for it. Every single time there's a new chance for me to try out something new, I'm definitely going to take that chance because it's a rare opportunity and you never know when it's going to come around again. You know, um, fairly to say, and that goes for all of us, especially um, Arman, which is in the music industry fully right now. You know, when you get a certain offer for a job, you don't, you're not going to get that again. You know, like... <laughs> Unless if you accept it, you do well, that dude's going to call you back. That's, you know, that's a whole different story. Altogether. But, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about it in like a bigger context, just keep on going. You know? Just try out Thanks, every single time. Like, honestly, I, for me in dance, I just want to try do something that's never been done before, you know, which is going to be quite hard. But again, it comes with exploring, trying out new things that I've never tried before and pretty much doing, doing better every single time. Yeah. As for me personally, realistically, um, I would want to finish my master's studies. That would be the goals. Of course, one of the goals that I want to achieve for sure because I'm in it and I want to see what I can do in terms of uh, doing uh, extra research on the topic that I'm doing currently, which involves composition. But uh, as a personal, uh, personal ambition or dreams, like one of it would be, I wanna focus on creating music and starting uh, to introduce myself to the world as, a, as an independent artist, meaning I will be writing songs for my own sake because I found that over the years, I only, I've been, I've been working uh, with a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm still looking forward to, but I, I've worked with uh, a lot of different, different kind of people in different, different kind of setting. That's true. And I'm still, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I still enjoy it, in fact. But I do want to start somewhere with my own uh, kind of legacy uh, when it comes to the legacy of Epic Kelly, yes, um, independent artist, uh, bringing all the influences that I have gathered throughout the years and still exploring, adding on to what Eli said, because I believe exploration never ends until you, uh, you die, of course. Uh, and I hope I can bring all these influences, uh, which I must admit, not, uh, not very popular, like, I have this kind of uh, weird, I would say weird, like let's just 
like say it later okay but i have this kind of weird taste in music because my main uh my main interest in music would be alternative actually and ambiance um film soundtrack so these are the kinds of things that i feel like i must i must find uh connecting dots somewhere when i want to get creative in introducing myself by bringing all the influences that I've explored and still exploring into the table, mix them all up and produce and see what I can come up with, you know? And of course, finish my master, introduce myself as an independent artist and still be involved in this uh, music world uh, as much as I can. But I do not uh, wish to, I do not wish to only focus on music because I believe I'm also an arts advocate. Come on. I mean, I'm friends with Eli. Uh, I, I myself fancy myself as, as a uh, dancing enthusiast, of course, but Eli is more uh, experienced in terms of that. So art in particular, I want to know more about what is this, uh, what is this sensation as Eli mentioned just now, that we feel and keep exploring on that. So. And, and I'm so happy that we are all able to actually hone in on that creative arts uh, journey, not individually, yeah. but, but together, you know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. come on, guys, we, we forgot about the one contract, that decade contract where there will be one day in, well, now it's what, in three years? Uh, 2024, 2025, where Athit and Arman will co-write a piece, a jazz tune, and then Arman and Eli will co-perform. Eli, like yeah. Eli, will be the host, and then he'll like, duet with Arman on on the top, Ooh. and I'll be in the in the audience and writing about it and giving a talk later about why this music is good. Yeah, so the world is <laughs> Dude, uh, honestly, we should try that one day. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. Like, sounds, we, we should actually try that cool. one day. I mean, yeah. yeah, because like for me, you know, despite just being a host on the side, I, you know, I could dance to like whatever you guys produce, and you know, um, Bobby, on the other hand, you can be on the percussion and as well write about like you know what we're all about. You know, make us understand what we're doing at the same time. So, but no, I mean, in, in a good way because like. Yeah, you yeah. know, when we're doing something like that, you know, we're putting so many elements together. We, we don't really understand what's, what's going on. And as, you know, out of all three of us, I think Bobby has, understands it more and he'll be able to write it down in context for us to understand properly. I mean, personally for me, I feel like Bobby will be able to do that. that <laughs> that's I view, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... All the way. Yeah, how you view at the same time, you know, learning and... Again, repeating myself for a billion times, exploring a bunch of new things that we've never done before. Mm. I'd be happy yeah. to, if not for the whole world, if not for a crowd, then I'd be happy to just actually get a cup of wine and just sit down with you guys and actually talk about it, you know, like at, at like 3 a.m. and just like, yes. <laughs> okay, so this is what happened on stage a few hours ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that's a Yeah, that'd be cool. kind of guy, so. Yeah. yeah, maybe some tea, some coffee, you know, the things that go on throughout the day. Why not? Yeah. So, guys, um, thank you so much for, like, agreeing to sit down. And thank you so much, Bobby, for having us and sharing 
our sharing our friendships and our um, experiences with the rest of the world. And I'm so glad we got to do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor. And I hope to see you again soon, hopefully with all the four of us again. So till then, stay safe and stay gracious. I would agree. I would agree with Arman. Um, you know, I again, once again, Bobby, thank you so much for like bringing us all together uh, as one, not on just a video call like we usually do, but actually talking about a real topic. Um, I want to our own experiences um, based on music and spiritually how we could actually connect to the music and understand what music is all about at the end of the day. Um, on the other hand, I would just like to tell everyone, uh, especially you guys, just keep on doing your thing, you know, like never, never give up on whatever that you're doing. You know, when you feel like all hopes is lost, just like look up to the sky and just know that how, how high the sky is. And, you know, it's just limitless, dude. No matter how high you're standing, on the roof or whatever, as soon as you look up, that sky is still way above you. So, yeah, never stop. Never stop exploring. Never stop going up. Never stop being the best uh, version of yourself. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll close my turn in this um, in this round table. Uh, modern round table, let's say. First, of course, I'll say this again. Uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, thank you so much, Bobby Rose, for hosting this uh, amazing podcast program, which he has been doing. And for those of you who are checking out this podcast, particularly, do check out other stuff that Bobby, uh, Bobby is working on and uh, will come up with uh, soon. And of course, uh, to those of you who are listening, if you see like some of the names, uh, like my friend's name, Anywhere that you see, do check them out because these people are the, I mean, Eli, Arman, Bobby. These are these are the amazing people that I wouldn't miss it uh, for the world to collaborate one day uh, in terms of music or arts, life in general. Because you meeting you guys was such a was such a blessing, and I'm grateful for it. Mm. And I will close with, um, I hope this podcast would not be the last uh, podcast that we do together or the last activity that we do together uh, in terms of sharing thoughts and, you know, exchanging ideas and, you know, uh, some kind of motivation for all of us. And I look forward to more. And I want to say just um, much love to all of you and God bless. Yeah, and uh, it, thank you so much for reminding me on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before I do forget, um, please, you, you can find uh, Arman, Eli, and Epid's uh, Instagram pages and their subsequent social media pages in the description of this video or on this audio podcast, depending on the platform that you're experiencing this on. But um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much. For, for saying those things because it's really a, a touching moment when it, when when you guys share about yourselves and talk about the real stuff because okay two things first of all I feel like this group is a culmination of the real world of what people should be doing in the real world you know if we um, some of the questions we were going through were 
born because of the idea that, you know, once upon a time, our younger selves will always be like, I'm a music kid. I'm a, doesn't matter, like a performer or a composer or whatever. I'm a music kid. I got to be the best musician. But now, after maturing, this is really a sign of us. uh, This is one story. I feel like we finished a few seasons together. And this is like a character development uh, section where it takes a community to grow, you know? And it takes a, a person who fell out, a person who uh, was stagnant at the time, a person who used to compose a lot, but it's not. And even me, I'm like writing emails just because we're all surviving. And in, in this, um, during this pandemic that we're talking about, but at the end of the day, we can't survive alone. And we can't mature yeah. alone and we can't grow alone. Yes. Even if That's you true. think, even if you think that Oh, you know, I went through my high school and then tertiary education for some for those. I, I know a lot of people who didn't do the tertiary education but still grew. But if you think that your high school and then you finish tertiary education and then you finish like now you're studying and working that, oh I'm I'm successful in life. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. But in terms of character development, in terms of I, I don't know, it's uh people like Christopher Nolan will kinda of disagree on, on your character arc. Uh, <laughs> And the second thing, the second thing that which is the main point of this episode, honestly, is that we realize the important things to to keep asking yourself every single day is those three main questions: where are you, where you were, like where did you come from, how did you get to um, starting from sixty beats per minute to now you're doing like double time of four hundred beats per minute, and then where are you now? Not not that uh, Alan Walker song like like uh, are you better than where <laughs> are you better than where you were like uh, a decade ago it, it's it's a very personal question and the third thing is where are you going from here not just yeah. in terms of or oh, tomorrow I'm gonna wake up or or next month I'm hoping the pandemic dies no it, it has to be a bigger picture than that we're all stuck so yeah. what we're all locked down big deal. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that, uh, uh, you know, uh, high COVID numbers are a good thing. I'm just saying that, I don't know. If anything, I don't really know what I'm saying, but I guess that's why I need you guys to speak so that we can uh, conceptualize a community thought. Yeah. I guess at this point of time, it's it's only fair for me to say, um, to just enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. So, you know, I make the best of what's going to be happening uh, later on in the future. So, yeah, this, this doesn't go out just for me. Uh, this goes out for everyone here, uh, Bobby, Abit, Arman, and also, you know, everyone that's listening to this right now uh, up to this point. So, yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll call it a close on this week's episode. We thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode for I don't know, it should be close to two hours now, maybe an hour plus. Uh, if, as usual, if you do have questions for a talk for the topic of character development, I would say self maturing, self growth, um, send us an email, so give us a shout out, tag us on social media, send us a letter if people still do that. I, I, I don't think it's a good idea because, yeah, I mean, like carbon footprint, right? So. Uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much. Follow them on social media uh, to learn more about the music world. 
My name is Bobby Rose. I'm the host for this podcast. We'll see you on the next one. See you.